We're going to go to the Lord in prayer. We're glad that you're here. We're glad that you chose grace to come worship with us today. But most of all, we're glad, and I am so glad I serve a risen Savior. Amen. Amen. Let us bow our heads this morning. Our Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for being the great I Am. God, for proving, Father, Lord God, without a doubt, Father, Lord God, to the skeptics that you were and are who you said you were, Father. God, we thank you, Lord God, for showing us victory as possible, Father. God, not by our strength, but by your strength, by your word, by your promise, by your power, Father. We thank you for that. We thank you for this day that we are reminded, Father, God, that there is an empty tomb, Father. And we are also reminded, as you told us through your word in Thessalonians, that one day, how you're going to come and there will be many, many empty tombs. For your word says the dead in Christ shall rise up from those graves. And Father, I thank you uh, for that promise to know, Lord, God, that having you as our Lord and Savior, knowing you and having that relationship, Father, with you, we thank you, Lord God. God, that this day, Lord God, is so much more, Father, God, than an empty tomb. Father, it's a promise, Lord God. God, of having a heavenly home, Father, eternal in the heavens, not made by man's hands. Father, Lord God, all through and by. God, not just the blood on the cross, the sacrifice that was made. But, Lord God, what makes it possible is accepting the gift. And, Father, we thank you for that today. We've accepted it. And, Father, if be any here today that have not accepted the free gift that you offer of everlasting life in heaven. Father, we ask you to have you speak to their hearts today. Where all the requests, all those things that's on our hearts, all the sick and all those in distress or whatever it might be, God, we just bring them all to your throne and we leave them there. In Jesus' name we pray and amen. amen. If you have your Bibles and like to open them up to John chapter 19, going to read just about three verses there, 28, 29, 30, uh, in John chapter 19, chapter 19, verse 28. And after this, Jesus, knowing that all things were now accomplished, that the scripture might be fulfilled, saith, I thirst. Now there was a vessel full of vinegar and they filled a sponge with vinegar and put it upon hyssop, or a reed like a cane pole, put it upon hyssop and put it to his mouth. And when Jesus therefore received the vinegar, he said, it is finished. He bowed his head and gave up the ghost. Yes, this is Easter. But may I tell you, you cannot get to the empty tomb without first going through the cross. And it's so important for us to know it's a great day to celebrate when we celebrate something great, the Easter, the tomb that is still empty. But I want to tell you today, it's empty only because the Lamb of God took our place and took our sins and bore them on the cross and became obedient to death, even unto the death of the cross. So therefore... We must first be at the cross 
before we can go through. To get to the resurrection, you have to go through the crucifixion. To get to life in Christ, you have to die. Jesus told Nicodemus, unless a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. How can a man be born when he is old and enter into the second time in his mother's womb? Jesus was talking about a spiritual birth. A spiritual birth. And and that comes by just simply believing, believing and acknowledging that Jesus Christ died for our sins, asking him to forgive you of your sins and to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. For in so doing, my friend, not only did the cross pay the debt that was owed, but the empty tomb said it's possible to be done. And we thank God for that today. I'm going to go back here now and read just a little bit out of the book of Luke and Luke 24. And listen to what as I read here. For those who thought, is he going to read about that empty tomb? Uh, Luke 24, 1 through 7. Now upon the first day of the week, very, or very early in the morning... They came into the sepulcher, bringing the spices uh, which they had prepared, and certain others were with them. And they found the stone, rolled away from the sepulcher, and they entered in, and found not the body of the Lord Jesus. And it came to pass that as they were much perplexed about, behold, two men stood by them in shining garments, and as they were afraid, and bowed down their faces to the earth, they said unto them, Why seek ye the living among the dead? He is not here. He is risen. Remember how he spake unto you when he was yet in Galilee, saying the Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men and be crucified, and on the third day rise again. Isn't it great to know that, that when Jesus died on that cross, he said, it is finished. Notice very carefully, he said, it is finished. He didn't say, I am finished. He was just beginning, if you will. He was doing what he came to do. What was finished was the sacrifice that needed to be paid, the sacrifice that we needed to have of what it is today. And listen here, if it wasn't for the resurrection today, you and I would not be sitting here. Just think about that for a moment. If it wasn't for the resurrection, there would be no church. If it wasn't for the resurrection, there would be no gift of salvation. If it wasn't for the resurrection, everything Jesus would have said and everything that Jesus said uh, would have not come to light. So your very presence here today uh, signifies the fact that you are acknowledging the resurrection of Jesus Christ. You are acknowledging that today. And if it wasn't for the resurrection, it would have just been about a story about a man named Jesus in history. But because of the resurrection, he made history because he is history. And it is his story of being told that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. How did he give his son? He had to die, ascend debt to pay the debt for whosoever will. Everyone that was alive from then and has been and will be, whosoever believeth in him should not perish. Why does he say that? Should not perish. Because without hope in Christ, Paul said we are of all men most miserable. 
Without a hope in Christ, there is nothing more left. Without a hope in Christ, without the salvation, my friend, the only thing that's left is being captivated by sin and being cast out into hell in the outer darkness where there's weeping and wailing and gnashing of teeth. No one goes there. Only but as an intruder. You don't go there because you've been good. You don't go there because you've been bad. The person that goes to hell is because he denied the gift or she denied the gift of Jesus Christ. Living a good life doesn't get it. Living a bad life doesn't get it. I don't care how bad you've been. I don't care how good you've been. The Bible tells us all, all of us, the best that we can do is as filthy rags. Would you present a gift of filthy rags to someone? He said, that's our very best. But no, the resurrection shows us today uh, that he changed the world. He is alive forevermore. The verse said uh, from the angel that spoke, uh, why seek ye the living among the dead? He is not here. He is not here. He has risen, as he said. My friend, I want you to know something today. That's why we celebrate the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And if you were to know this, understand this, every time that you write down or print out a date on a paper of any kind, every time that you write out today's date, 0416-2017, every time you write that date down, you are acknowledging the death and the power and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Are you not? Because we... We have an A.D. after that, after the death of Christ. We acknowledge it even in our own very dates that we write. We acknowledge that. How important that is for us today to not just acknowledge when we write down a date, but acknowledge him that he is Lord. He is Lord. Is he Lord of your life today? Is he the king of kings for you in your life? The Bible says, thou shalt have no other gods before me. What is he saying today? There's so many people today that that think that God's going to bless them and God will watch over them because they don't do bad. They don't do harm. They're They're not bad people. My friend, Jesus came to die for each and every one of us. And we've got, as I preached just a couple of Sundays ago, we've got a someday coming, and I don't know when that'll be. But that someday will be recorded on your tombstone. That someday will be recorded on your obituary. And that's the date you take your last breath. My friend, are you ready for your someday? They thought that when they buried uh, Jesus Christ and when they put him in the tomb, they thought they had finally taking care of this man who was causing so much of an uproar throughout all the land. They thought that they had finally uh, settled the fact of who had power. Even so much so, they put guards by the tomb uh, to guard that should someone come through the night and steal the body of Jesus, only to say he must have lived and resurrected as he said he was going to. But my friend, he did not need any other help but save the God and God alone. For him at that third and appointed morning, just as he said he would, uh, listen, he come out of the tomb. The stone was rolled away. As it was said earlier, I heard someone say, not that he could get out, but so that we could look in, those that could look in and see that he's not there. 
So understand that today, every time, every time we write a date, every time that we celebrate Easter, every time you're acknowledging the empty tomb. You're acknowledging the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And you know what? How we really need to acknowledge him is not by our dates that we write, not by showing up on Easter. He said, if you acknowledge me before men, I'll acknowledge you before the Father, which is in heaven. And if you don't acknowledge me before men, neither will I acknowledge you before the Father, which is in heaven. But I will say, depart from me. I never knew you. Wow. Yes, it is a fearful thought to fall into the hands of a living God. And you might think that you have plenty of time, and you might think, well, I don't believe in heaven, and I don't believe in hell. Well, let me tell you, I can only tell you this. I only know of one recording, one piece of evidence where someone died and went to hell and gave us his story. And that was a man who died and said, and in hell he lifted his eyes and said, I am tormented in this flame. And he said, I have five brothers. Would you go back and tell them? And if you would ask them to come, and if they would just take and dip their finger into some water to cool my parched tongue. What is he telling us today? When you're in hell, when a person dies without Christ, the Bible said, and the rich man died and lifted his eyes in hell. So when you die and you're without hope in Christ, when you die without that relationship, hell will be your eternal home. And you will know what it's like. You will feel the pain. You will feel the heat. The Bible tells this man did. You'll feel that outer darkness. You'll feel that eternal separation from God. Let me close with this today. Jesus, on the cross, and through conquering death and rising again and the tomb being empty... He signed your pardon. You all know what that means, don't you? Pardon. Someone goes into prison, and the only way they can get out is someone with great authority signs a pardon with their name on it. May I tell you today, Jesus signed your pardon, but before pardon, there must be conviction. The Bible says all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And because of the wages of sin of Adam, that death passed upon each and every one of us. So that's our conviction. We've been found guilty. Guilty. That's not, now wait a minute, I've done nothing wrong. Yes, we've been found guilty. Then there must be a sentence. When a person has been convicted, as we all stand convicted before God without Christ, then there must be that pronouncement of guilty when he sees you, and believe me, you will see him. For me, we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ. One day, every person that's ever been alive and ever will be alive, and you sitting in here today, will see Jesus. Will he pronounce you guilty? Will he pronounce you guilty? You said, well, wait a minute. I thought you just said he signed in my pardon. Yes, he did. But a pardon is only good when the person receives it. 
You understand? He signed your pardon. But it's only good until and when a person receives it. So through the crucifixion and the resurrection, Jesus Christ and Christ alone has the authority to give you that pardon from your death sentence because that death is passed upon each and every one of us. I'm going to close with one more verse of Scripture in the book of Revelation. And John was there, and he was on the Isle of Patmos. And he was there, and he was cast out, and he was wondering just what's going to happen. And I'm not going to get into all of it there, but Jesus spoke to John. And he said, fear not, fear not. (laughs) As a child of God, you will go through times in your life. I've gone through times in my life where I have not thought, man, am I going to get through this? When I've I've thought, am I going to make it? Am I going to get through? Will Will I be able to endure this? Will I be able to get past this? Just like Jesus told John, fear not, I hear him speak to me through that still small voice of the Holy Spirit. And he says, fear not, fear not, I am with thee. Be not dismayed that when you pass through the waters, I'll be with you. When you pass through the floods, they will not overflow you. When you pass through the fires, you shall not be burned. Why? Because I have called you by your name and you are mine. (laughs) Is he yours today? He said, fear not. I am the first and the last. Do you hear that? I am he that liveth and was dead. And behold, I am alive forevermore. I am alive forevermore. That sounds like somebody we ought to put our faith and trust in, doesn't it, to you? That sounds like that's exactly who we need to trust. Not in the things which are seen. The Bible says, because the things which are seen are temporal. But the things which are not seen are eternal. You see, we put our trust in our own abilities, in our faith, if you will, in our own abilities, in our own capabilities of doing things, and we put our trust in them. Well, what about if health came and took that away? How would you put your trust in your abilities then? How would you put your faith in your capabilities then? What about if something devastating happened and took every cent that you own? have in the bank, have to your name. What about if something happened and you don't have anything? How would you trust in your ability then? How would you trust in those? Jesus said, if you trust in me, if you trust in me, say, Lord, you see, there was a criminal on either side of Jesus when he was hanging on the cross. The one said, if you are who you say you are, like many people today, save yourself and us and let's get out of this place. That's part of my, my words. But the other one on the other side said, listen to me. 
We're criminals. We deserve to be here. He simply turned to the Lord and he said, remember me. Jesus said, today shall thou be with me in paradise. That man never got a chance to do anything good. So it's not by our works. It's not by how good we are. That man never got a chance to live a life for Jesus that we all need to live. He never got a chance to do that. But may I also tell you one other thing about that? For those people who think, well, one of these days when I feel like it's getting close to the end, I'm going to call out to Jesus. May I tell you this? That is the only time I've ever seen written throughout all of history where that took place. One time. One time. That's why we not place our odds on such a thing. I'm going to ask you here today, and you know what? Just about this time, you're beginning in your mind. I'm I'm going to speak to you here just from my heart too, because I know how it is. I know what it was like. And right about now, you begin to speak and, and think in your own mind, and you begin to feel an uneasiness in your stomach. You know what I'm saying? Things begin to get a little queasy in you, and you say, yeah, I know that he's talking about what I need. And I know that I need that, but I'm not going to come today. No, I, I can't do that today. I'll wait till there's less people, or I'll do this, or I'll... And you begin to... How is that happening? How is that happening? I asked you this morning, before we even started, I said, let God speak to you and listen to him. And that's what he's doing now. He's speaking directly to you and he's giving you an opportunity. Why are you here? Maybe you're here because the wife told you to come or the husband. or Maybe you're here because it's Easter and I'm glad you're here. It tickles me to death. Okay? But the real reason why you're here is so God can speak to you. So God can speak to you and God can speak to you and say, hey. Today is a day. Harden not your heart. Don't resist me. See that little war that's going in? A little war. And, and it's going to be really hard here in a minute because I'm going to ask you. In a moment, I'm going to ask you if you would, would just be bold enough to take one step. Bold enough to take one step. And step out and say, Jesus, I want your gift of eternal life. I'm going to ask you here in just a moment. So right now you're already saying, well, as soon as we stand up, maybe I'll go to the back or whatever. Listen, that's that warfare. You know why? Because the devil, Satan, he's real. He's real. He's not a boogeyman. No, he's real. All right now, he's trying to talk to your mind. Why? Because he knows he can't have your heart. And he's talking to your mind and he's telling you, don't go. Today's not the day. But I'm just going to tell you this. You don't know when your last breath will be taken. Why don't we stand right now? What about you here today? Do you need a loving Savior? I'm going to say one last thing and then we're going to say announcements and close. You all ever see that in the paper where it says unclaimed funds? You know, unclaimed funds and there's... Money there for somewhere from 
whatever it might be, and, and you look in there in the paper and you read down. I've done that. I've looked through there and looked through there. Man, you know, unclaimed funds. Maybe my name is there. And I'll get something. You're going to walk away today and your unclaimed funds of eternal life will be left here. Yeah. Your unclaimed funds of having it all. Church, I want us to pray today. Oh, gosh. I want us to pray today. Man, there are... You know who you are. You know who you are. Jesus died for you. He paid your sin debt. Then he rose again to prove that he was able to do such things. We thank God for each and every one of you. Come back and visit with us again real soon. Thanks for making grace a part of your Easter. Bow your heads and we'll be dismissed. I'm going to ask Brother Michael if he'll dismiss us.